Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I got a great show. Great show. I got a great guest. I always, I always love how the universe and the energy and the life force and come together to line up the perfect message on the perfect day. You know, it's interesting. We think as people, we have so much control of everything. We like, oh, like if I do this, then I'm going to get that. If I do that, then I'm going to get that. If I do this, then I'm going to get it. But what do you learn if you're me, this kid from the Bronx that finds herself in the high desert of California, seven years sober, in a medicine wheel environment with a woman that is taking you through what I now call my first vision quest. Oh, that's beautiful. What is it about that? Like that, that I got to say that, that we got granddaughter Crow joining me here today. For those of you, she's like right there. Just check it out. Because when I look at what her message is for all of you, and I read the invitation she gives us in this fabulous book, and I just let's just give a shout out to our friends at Llewellyn again. Belief, being, and beyond. The journey of questioning ideas, deconstructing concepts, and healing from harmful belief systems. How do you do that? Well, I I will tell you what she has done, what she has dedicated her life to. You know, as a member of the Navajo Nation, as somebody that is out there, professional woman, she is in the world, winning awards, teaching, talking, empowering, and like she says, inspire, encourage, and empower. She says, I am in, I'm here and inspired courage and power, right? But what is it that gets us here? What happened the first day my mentor, who's passed, her spirit's here, like in the moment, said to me, Pat, you have to look to the north. Mm-hmm. You have to look to the north. And to be honest with you, this is how ignorant I was at the time. I literally looked to the north. <laughs> she <laughs> laughed. She's funny. She laughed. She says, yeah, I mean that. But you know the medicine of the north. Today, we're going to take a journey with this incredible woman, author, inspirational leader, you know, representative of beliefs and change and the ways of Whatever you consider to be the four directions, the elements, the great-grandmothers, great-grandfathers, the ancient ones, the winged ones, yep, whatever you want to call it, whatever peace you need to make, you need to make your peace now. Mm. Today, I'm excited to be talking with the most amazing, amazing woman. Granddaughter Crow, great to have you here. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Pat. I am so honored to be here with you on the show and all of the listeners out there. Um, Blessings to you as we come together and and spend a little bit of time delving into some conversations that we haven't had in the past because of whatever reason. Now we're in a place in this world where we have the opportunity to have conversations around things that we might not have talked about. I really, really am picking that up. And that's why I love your, your show, because you start bringing forward those types of conversations. And I am just really honored to be here with you. You know, I want to just dig a little bit deeper because I love your book and um, I, I was, I'm inspired to keep a promise I made to my mentor. Um, 
that woman I referred to. And I've had more than just that initial quest with her. I got the opportunity to be part of a council. Her mm. life's work was to do this. And then I got involved with Monica Sicard of Lakota. And we, uh, along with a team of people, created Coming of Age, nine-month program for kids. Now, how in the world, my uncle said to me, this is a question for you. I know you got an answer because it's in the book. I read it. <laughs> my uncle said to me one day, Patricia, where are you going? What, what are you doing? And I said, well, this is where I'm going. I, I don't have a lot of information, but this is what I'm doing. And he said, you know, you're a kid from the Bronx. We cement grass in the Bronx. Mm. I said, I know. He said, do you ever wonder how a kid from the Bronx like you that struggled as a kid, that cried for years, that had to rock all the time and tap all the time and had to jump all the time, do you ever wonder how you got to be you? Mm -hmm. Now, that's another show and another story, but that is what your book is about. Mm. Isn't this mm. what your message is about? You know, yeah. um, and, and look, for those of you out there, I'm talking to Dr. Joy, granddaughter, Crow Gray, for those of you that are texting me, asking me, is this Dr. Joy? Yes, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> just, just, okay, I didn't, but let's talk about that journey because isn't that what your book does talk about? Yeah, yeah. And this book, I um, really kind of put a lot of anecdotal information yeah. in there that, I mean, really made me raw because I usually talk to people about concepts or I listen to people about their experience. This was the first time that I have ever really shared my story. And it really is one of those journeys. Um, so a lot of people consider me to be a medicine woman. And I say, well, if, if you see me as that, then I will be that until you don't see me as that anymore. And, um, but I can tell you that what got me here was a whole lot of hell and hardship and hard times, but I tried to stay awake. It's not, it's, I, th I find that a lot of times we are conditioned to go to sleep, to basically um, accept whatever answer is given to us, or maybe not even pose a question. We're just supposed to accept and turn into sheeple. And in this beautiful time, we are beginning to wake up more and more and more. And waking up is a beautiful thing, but it also is one of the hardest things because you have to face certain realities. And then you kind of walk through your life with awareness and consciousness. And I love that what you said in the beginning, that it's like you try to make things happen and you, you try to do this and that. But really, if you just sit back and be authentic, whatever that authenticity is in this moment, all of a sudden you see life and the universe or the divine or whatever this energetic thing is that we're all experiencing, it's leading us somewhere. It's leading us somewhere. And so we just kind of sit back and I kind of sit back and just watch all the synchronicities, quite frankly, you know? Yeah. You know, I can now, but let me just comment on your book if I could, because I love that you're sharing stories. And, you know, Sidonia used to say to me, let's talk story. Mm. let's talk story mm. but then we're looking at you know beautiful magistry of what each of these means and not only the magistry of it but the symbolism of them especially when you bring in tarot or you bring in some other symbols that we can relate to you know everything from talking about the hero's journey and christianity to the norse gar gar gods yeah. right and you know what i love about this is we find a place for everyone. And I was struck by what I was most struck by today and last night as I was reading the book. So, and I thought to myself, why am I focusing on what she's talking about when she shows that justice card today? Mm. What, what, why, why did that little get my attention today? 
But let's talk a minute about how you bring us through the journey. And it's the way you've decided to write the book. Yeah. And it's the way that Sedonia would work with me, you know, in the mornings, the way, the way my friend Monica would say, you wake up in the morning and you face the sunrise. Yes. And you bless it, you welcome it, and you watch the cycles of things. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that process for you in writing the book. Mm -hmm. And then I want to know how writing the book changed you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm more than happy to. <laughs> so um, writing the book got me on the Dr. Pat show. So that's how <laughs> it <laughs> I love it. No, the, um, the beauty around this is that it is a weaving of a lot of information, be it from a religious perspective, um, you know, metaphysical perspective, the tarot, all of those things. And I kind of boil it all down to that we live within a process and whether, regardless of what you believe, you're believing it and it causes you to be, be who you are. You act upon your beliefs. And so and so it's really interesting. You need to check the beliefs. But here's the beauty. I take us through this idea of awaken, enlighten, you know, and what's beyond that and, and, and manifestation. And I take us along this journey about, you know, the creator story from different views and the, the hero story from different views, even scientific. And, and I take us through and, and I question from a bird's eye view, why do no matter where you land on the face of Mother Earth, we all have these same questions of where did we come from? Who is a savior? Who's going to help me? What happens after afterward? What what what's beyond? And so, in order to solidify all of that information, I take us through the simplest of simple things, which is the day. So you wake up in the morning, and when you wake up in the morning, you you face the sun. And you feel what that awakening feels like. And then the next one is noontime. This is the time of enlightenment when the whole world is covered with just very little shadow. Everything is in the light. And then you go into the evening time and you realize that that's you lived a whole day and, and, and now you're being and then you go through the night and you wake up into the next day. And the reason why I do this is because we talk so intelligently about our confusion. We talk intelligently about our confusion and we get into these like really complicated uh, concepts and, and then we debate or we dialogue around, you know, well, what is it? Was it Jesus or was it, you know, who, 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 what is this? And I'm just like, hey, look, if you want to know the truth, get in your body get in your body. And that's where the morning, everybody knows what the body feels like in the morning. At noon, everybody knows what their body feels like at noon in the evening and at nighttime. So it's about getting into your internal truth and uh, stepping outside of your, your mental, your mental confusion and, and lingo and all of that. Mm -hmm. I was so pleasantly surprised and fascinated. And I am not an expert. As a matter of fact, I get corrected nine times out of 10, because I say tarot, and they say it's not tarot, it's tarot. Um, whatever it is, I was really, as I went through the book the first time, and then I went back the second time, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, the fool card. Why'd she put that? There? I mean, here's what's hap what happens. This is how I know that there's such a book that is so bursting out for our time is when you have more questions when you're done with the book, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And more, and you want more. And that's what happened to me. It's like, okay, how do I work with her? That was the first thing in my mind, because, <laughs> you know, the thing I thought about was the extraordinary time we're living in now. Yes. And I grew up in a family of secrets and see your book, Belief, Being, and Being, right? Beyond. When we hold the secrets or the shame, we hold that shame. Mm -hmm. And I've worked with so many people, women especially, and we do numb ourselves. So I work with women in addiction and recovery, and we know 
We, we know what that's like. Mm-hmm. We don't work in the traditional selves on helping them with belief. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you about that because mm-hmm. it is the title of your book, but it mm-hmm. is an emphasis. Mm-hmm. And I get a sense that this has been so close to your heart for your own personal journey as well. Yes. You has are absolutely correct. Um, I actually, just to let you know, I interchangeably use tarot and tarot. So I do, I do both. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm, I'm not considered an expert, even though I wrote a book about them. But, um, what I would say is, let me just give you a, a quick little snippet. Please. When I, I didn't do very well in high school. I, I guess what I'll say is I was distracted, right? By whatever. He's out right? 48 days in my senior year. I, I'm totally on the same page as you. Oh, absolutely. I love absolutely. That. I'm going to use that term distracted. That sounds better. I was distracted. Yeah. By life or whatever. And um, so then I really didn't consider myself an intellectual person. And but then when I turned uh, 30, I was just driving in my car and I said, what would I do if I could do anything I wanted? And it hit me. I'd go back to school. And I'm like, who is this voice? I don't I don't do well in school. Anyway, I followed that voice of curiosity and I was sitting in a classroom of, you know, um, first class, Gen 101, general, and we're just trying to get to know each other. So the teacher says, hey, um, let's do an icebreaker. Everybody go around and write, take a few moments and tell us the title of your book. If you were to write a book, what would it be about? And I was just thought deeply and I wrote down belief, being, and beyond. And we go around the classroom and, and uh, people start saying, oh, I'd write a book about skiing, how to ski. And I was like, oh, and somebody else how to bake a delicious cake. And I'm like, oh man, I went way too deep with this. I don't belong here, right? And then they got to me and I said, um, I would write a book on belief being and beyond. And they're like, why? And I said, because what you believe is what constitutes how you behave, your beingness. But there is something beyond that. And if we can accept the fact that we are not, you know, that there's something more to this story that is beyond, then we can get past these arguments of, no, you got to be this way or no, you got to be that way. Well, not to give up my age, but a couple decades later, um, there it is in print, and it'll be coming out June 8th uh, from Llewellyn Worldwide this year. And so um, it really is how it impacted my life was I was ostracized, I was frowned upon, I was pushed away because I didn't believe something that other people believed, and I asked questions. And so um, I think that this is a perfect moment for these conversations to start coming up, whether it's, you know, for anybody who has ever felt as though they are different um, or whatnot, you know, it's like, it's okay to be you, be your authentic even though we don't have explanations around it, ask questions. Yeah. I love that you're doing that because I think we all really look at and see in search of answers. And, you know, it's fascinating to me when I look back and I was thinking about this as I was, I was reading, you know, I got to the part about enlightenment and I was thinking about, okay, how do we really experience this? Mm. And, you know, enlightenment in life. And I started to think about this a little bit. And, you know, think about, you know, some of the personal stories you've shared in the book. And that's what I love about it is it's not, it's not just about, let me tell you about what the chariot represents, but let me tell you about the chariot and how it represents to our life journey. Mm-hmm. and our life's path. And what's fascinating to me is we have intuition. Yes. And that intuition can guide us until it bumps up against fear and doubt. Yes. And shame. And yes. Death, right? Yes. Yes. And that's what you're talking about 
it's stepping out and being who you are, despite all of that. Yes. Yes. And it's almost, you know, I mean, irregardless of what walk of life you are, uh, what race, what um, affiliations, all of that, there's something strange about the shame and the denying of self that is so widespread that this this is how I see it. The human race is the only organism on the face of this earth that I have seen that has those internal narratives about shame. You know, I've never met, my cat is not ashamed of anything. The tree is not ashamed because it's so tall. The roses aren't like, oh my God, I have thorns. You know, nobody's going to love me. Nobody does that. No organism does that except for mankind. And when we look at it that way, it starts helping us to go, well, I am also a part of the natural world and I am going to just be myself, whether I'm a tree, a rose bush, a cat, whatever it is, and there is a place for me. And then, so I'm saying that I think the shame is something that the human race passed on to the human race. I don't believe it's organic. Yeah. You know, let's talk about discovery too, because, you know, part of what we're looking at is we go through, we go through awakening and we associate it with mourning and then we go through enlightenment and then we go and then we go and then we go. What I was fascinated about is, you know, how you are really inviting us to look at religion, philosophy and mythology. And I couldn't have done it better to really explain my life's journey. Mm -hmm. from a very religious perspective, but intuitively, I knew something was off. Mm -hmm. And I had a sense of it. And I think my sister who was 12 years older carried the secrets in the family. Mm -hmm. And as time went on, you know, each of us, she and I, we developed certain likes, we developed certain affiliations. Um, And it wasn't until years later that I started to really question you know, why am I so drawn to certain? I mean, what am I wearing? Okay, so look, I didn't plan this. But I pull out snake, and I'm wearing snake today. Right? Okay, this is what I pulled out. And then what am I wearing? You see that? Oh, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, how does that even happen? Yeah. And along the way, if you ask the right questions, or you ask the questions from the heart, you will get answers. That's it. That is like the key. It really is the key. Um, And I believe that, you know, I mean, I was raised in an environment where it was like, don't question authority, don't question God, don't question the elders, don't question the teachers, don't question, don't question. Well, my creator created me with curiosity. And so why then is it so bad to question? So when I started questioning, that's when they started realizing that, uh uh-oh, she's a, uh uh-oh, let's, (laughs) let's try and keep her down. She's going to question and she's, you're not supposed to do that. But that's when I started getting some answers. And the beauty around it is if you keep asking questions, this is an interesting thing. I uh, used to journal a lot, you know, and I would write down my questions in my journal and then I'd go about my day and then I'd journal what I experienced and then I'd write more questions and then I'd journal what I experienced. And after a while I saw a pattern, I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I just journaled about an experience and this enlightenment that I had. And I flipped back about 10 pages and I'm like, there's the question. This is answering the question. And so the beauty is the book really in, I mean, if you can boil it down, it's like, ask questions, ask questions. All of the answers in the world could be sitting right there in front of you. But if you don't ask the question, you will not identify the answer. We're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to take a look at being and becoming. Think about this, y'all. If you've never experienced a vision quest or you heard about it, even when we would take these young people, right, ages, I think, nine to about 14 on a nine-month journey, end up, they build their own sweat lodge. They go through vision quest. We took them over to Yakima, sacred land, just saying, sacred, sacred land. After a nine-month period, 
why is it? Think about this. I don't know what tradition all you all follow. Mine had to be at least a 10-day tradition, but a three-day experience. But why was it for Monica, especially when I'm talking about the Lakota tradition, why was it for this practice, these children had to begin their cycle the day before, make their, make their, if I told you what this was really like for these kids and the parents, we had to make the parents do stuff too. Why did we start the night before and go full circle? Why didn't we just pick a morning? What is it about morning? Well, go all the way through that. Uh, actually, Granddaughter Crow is going to talk about, Dr. Joy is going to talk about, because there's something important about this. And, you know, one of the things that I am so drawn to is finishing the promise of my mentor who passed away suddenly on a trip I was to be on. Mm where we had just finished a study on visioning and vision questing. And I still have the research and I've yet to do anything with it so many years later. But when we come back, being and becoming, what is so important about experiencing the cycles? And why do you think you're not able or worthy mm. to do them? Stay tuned. We got a lot to share with you. But when we come back, I'll tell you how you can get the book, how you can find out about Granddaughter Crow and so much more. Stay tuned, everybody. Benny, let's go to a short break. You're driven and it totally shows. Your career is taking off. You're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune into the Boss Up Babe radio show where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up and thrive every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Tune into the Dr. Diane Show, where we explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I bring over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Join the discussion on the show. Learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital copy of my magazine at naturalnutmeg.com. Do your ADHD tendencies get in the way of you doing what you intend to? Traditional strategies for getting things done may not work for you. You need solutions tailored for your unique brain. In Bonnie Minku's training membership program, Productivity Pathfinder, learn ADHD self-mastery step-by-step at your own pace in a supportive community with live online options each week. Learn more about Productivity Pathfinder at thrivewithadd.com. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing, or just doing my job, when really you knocked it out of the park? How did you get like this? Next time someone tells you great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one -on -one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self and how far you can go by being more you. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com. You have the courage to be seen. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and yes, our office is open and we are doing strictly phone consultations. If you would like to call and get tuned up, it's perfect time with everything that's going on and things aren't calming down. Pick up the phone and give us a call. It's quick and easy and it's fun. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at maryjanemack.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you so much. Granddaughter Crow, um, actually, for those of you that are texting me, my phone was like off the hook. 
Yes, yes. I, <laughs> I'm talking about Dr. Joy Gray. Yes. You know, the author of this fabulous book, Belief, Being and Beyond. And I want to just take a minute, if we could, I, I want to talk with you about how they can find the book, how they can find out about you. But see, there's more than just the book about what you do. You know, you're the author of The Journey of the Soul as well. You know, Wisdom of the Natural. I mean, th th this, this is a life for yes. you. Yes. And I'm really struck by your background. I tried to get my background because I am so struck by how even now I'm still struggling to get the answer that my soul wants me to get. And what you're helping us do here is understand we are at the eclipse yes. of being and becoming. How yes. do we find out about you? How do we get the book? Thank you, um, Kat. Thank you, Kat. I think it was Kat Neff. Thank you, Kat Neff. Thank you, Kat Neff at Llewellyn. Thank you for joining me. How do we get all this information about you, social media, all of the above? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So if you remember Granddaughter Crow, that's um, pretty unique. You can just Google Granddaughter Crow and there I am. You can find all of my stuff. You can go to www.granddaughtercrow.com yep. and you can see all of my books. I provide sessions. I teach workshops, all of that. And um, also Llewellyn, I have a page at Llewellyn and I love Kat. She's my publicist over there. Yes, and she is. So, yep. And she, she's absolutely wonderful. And so you can pretty much get the book wherever you will be able to get books like this, um, spiritual books. Mm -hmm. um, you can call and, and get them and uh, or Amazon. And yeah, so uh, that's that's me in a nutshell. It really is. Just remember Granddaughter Crow. And uh, here we go. And I, if you don't mind, I, I know there's lots in the book, but I'm a little bit stuck. You know, and I have the benefit of reading the book several times now. Um, but I and, and waking up this morning and just getting all snake on you. Yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> a whole nother. That's all another show we're going to have to come back and talk about. I love it. But I really am feeling this. And my whole team, because of how our expansion is about to happen, the becoming and the being, it's like an eclipse. Yes, it's it like is. when you see the moon, the wolf in front of the moon, right? Yes. It's like when you see a silhouette of what you are and what you are to become. Yes. And I was so thrilled you did this. I mean, you even talk about Odin here. Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk about your sense of this am i am i do you sense an eclipse do you sense this being to becoming energy what is I your do. sense of it and what does it mean for individuals in the world today i do i do sense all of that and you know like you were saying at the beginning of the show that you know we are like actively waking up and and when I one word for the word snake I think transformation I think that we've lived all this life and all of a sudden we have to shed our skin and in that moment right before the snake sheds the skin it goes blind it cannot see and that I know that that's scary maybe not all snakes but I do know that oh, there are that's some. perfect and so that's what's so scary. That's its beingness at that time. And it is so afraid that maybe that's the end. You know, it's so, and so we think, well, what is the end? Is that like death? What is this? And it's like, no, you have to go through the process of the darkness of the night, of the blindness of the snake, of that last step beyond in order to get to the next morning where you start the whole process again. Sorry, guys. But, you know, it's but it, you're at another level. You're at a whole new level. So the darkness of the night, the blindness, it's like expansion mm -hmm. is a difficult thing because it's like we live in our capacity as though it's a circle, right? And then we take a step beyond that circle. And there is a force at that on, on right there. And I call them the, you know, the keepers of the threshold and they push you back. And they're like, how come you get to do this? Who do you think you are? You can't grow anymore. And they push us back and push us back until we can't 
do anything but pass them. And then we find ourselves in this darkness where we're like, oh, now I'm in a different place. And then you get used to that other place. And then that becomes your awareness, your beyond. Yeah. You know, can we talk for a minute about the way you beautifully take us through the, the entire theme is belief being and beyond, yes. right? Yes. And, you know, Linda, Linda and Kat got together. Linda's been my best friend since like 72. And she's also been our extraordinary producer. She is the glue that brings everybody on the Dr. Pat show and knew nothing about this. But see, this is how the universe works. Lost her job at a time where her mom had been diagnosed with cancer. So loses her job. My producer leaves. Linda's available. And she says, I can help you and I can be able to take care of Joan. She took care of her mom for 14 years and she learned everything. She would edit from New Jersey. See, a lot of the, my team doesn't know this about Linda. So they don't know, you know, when Linda asked a question, she's not asking an ignorant question. She's done every part of their jobs and they probably don't know that mm. remotely. But she and I are together in this world under some soul contract, neither one of us really understands. So was my mom. So was my relationship with Sidonia. You know, so was my relationship with my first, um, my first real, I said my first real partner at the time was Chippewa. I mean, how? Right. Like, what is up with me? And my family's like, what is wrong with you? Right? <laughs> They already worked on my sister and told my sister everything's wrong. But see, the heart is pulling us forward. And this is what you're talking about in the book. Yes. You know, you're talking about becoming. But let's talk about becoming in the power of the night. Yes. From your perspective, because there was Absolutely. nothing more powerful. Yes. Well, in, in, at nighttime, as, as you can, you know, visualize and maybe even just think, take a moment and think about night and feel your body, you know, nighttime, we start unwinding, unless, of course, you're a night owl. Um, nighttime, it gets really quiet. Nighttime, it's hard to see unless you have light. And so there's a lot of stories about nighttime and the monsters under the bed or in the closet or in the forest. And so there's a lot, nighttime is dark, but that does not mean bad. Dark means unknown territory unknown territory and this is what you have to move through in order to go beyond move into unknown territory and that is one of the most frightening things to do but it also is the most illuminating things to do the danger that happens is that people get so comfortable in their belief system that they don't want to even engage in the idea that they might have a blind spot or there might be something more. But for those of us who are listening to this program, I can tell you, I think we get it. I think we understand, hey, look, this nighttime is not the time to fall asleep. This is the time to feel into your truth, into your body, that there may be something more in the unknown. And as far as me being granddaughter crow, crows and ravens really are known to have that black iridescent um, silhouette and feathers. And so I absolutely am one who walks people through shadow, who walks people through the night, who walks people through the unknown. And it's not as scary as you think because you create within the unknown. So put aside your fears and look for the miracles, look for the treasures. And all of a sudden, all of that will come into your consciousness and you wake up in the morning refreshed. And I love that you said that you took, before break, you mentioned that you took these people and it was like at nighttime, they started preparing. Yeah. That's because the body is in its beingness and it needs to maybe sleep on the idea and engage in the idea or maybe dream of the idea, settle into moving beyond, then it wakes up in the next day and here we are on our journey. Yeah. And you know, I can't explain, when I came back from the, my first vision quest, my friends looked at me and I was pretty much eaten alive, but I didn't feel it. 
I was different in my eyes. Yes. And we were allowed to keep a journal and I'm not a writer. I writing in English and my high school and my I'm what you call learning different. Right. Sure. Sure. Now, when I got to a graduate program, that learning difference, that conceptual thing where I can only see processes, that got me an award-winning research thing. Right. But up to that point, barely making it. Yep. But I wrote about it. What is the power of writing? And, and can we talk about this for a minute? Because every time I bring this up, people say, I can't write. I just said, I don't care how you write. You want to draw pictures? Take this. You draw pictures. You want to draw symbols? It yeah. doesn't matter. But documentation. I ended up reading yes what i wrote every day every night i was shocked myself yes at that experience yes what can we say to people that may be afraid to take the journey now yeah you know the beauty is um writing is and if you would have contacted me, you know, years past, I would say, oh, I, I'm not a writer. Are you kidding? And I'm now my third that. book, I know my third book is coming out. And, and quite frankly, when I pick up my book and I read it, I'm like, who wrote this? Oh my God. You know, it's, it's about being in that process, but scientifically um, it's, it's about embodying wisdom. And so whether you paint or write, what you're doing is one of the most beautiful things, expression of self. And when you write in a journal, you can then put it under the pretense that nobody else will see this. This is just within me. I'm going to talk with myself. And so then you write out all of this process and you want a transformation, go back and read it out loud. Let your physical ears hear your voice, not the internal voice, but the external words. You'll blow yourself away. We can all express of ourselves, And that is the beauty of writing, the beauty of transformation. It is very simple. The beauty of art, of expression, that is the part where I am a champion for people's self-expression. I think that we came out of a time, we're now living in a time that we are able to express ourselves a little bit more. We're able to ask people questions that we haven't been able to. We're uncovering secrets, just like you so eloquently put it. Um, the same thing. It's like, okay, we're not, let's get into the next day. And writing and reflecting on writing and reading it aloud, you know, maybe take a walk and read it out loud. It helps you to embody the transformation that your emotions and that your mind and that your spirit are moving through. It helps you bring that into the physical realm and become fresh. Yeah. We have to, I'd like to hear this in your words, but my journey was I had to learn how to stand tall in my own truth. Yeah. You know, I, as Monica would say to me, you have to learn how to walk in beauty. Yes. And, 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 and I learned that from her and I learned it from Sidonia. And it was one of the hardest things I did when I went to visit my uncle, didn't know how long he'd live. And I wouldn't leave there until I got a version of the truth you know, that talked about my grandfather and denying his heritage and changing his name. You know, yeah. I didn't realize that my grandfather changed it from Boleles, B-O-L-E-L-L-S, Boleles, to add an A on it to sound Italian. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're a farmer in Brazil, why would you do that? And I had so many questions. How important is it, um, Granddaughter Crow, how important is it for us to teach our young to question everything. Oh, so vitally important. Um, and, and not only just to question everything, but to be curious about everything. That's it. And, and not only to be curious about everything, but to continuously grow. And then you, you hit the nail on the head and then stand in their own truth with something that I think a lot of uh, things, self-respect, self-love, and self-truth with always asking more questions. That's when we find our collective truth. You know, I told my son, I said, Michael, 
uh, he goes, oh, do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? You know, and I said, you need to never compare yourself with another person. They are not your measuring stick. You are your own measuring stick. And he's like, well, that sounds odd. Why would you say that? And I said, because if you measure up with them, then they will lead you down their path and you might miss something about yourself. So always stand in your truth and always stand up and question. You don't have to feel ashamed to ask a question. I think that the more questions you ask, the more answers that you get, and the more answers that you get, the more you know how to manifest within your life. And the more that you manifest within your life, you start moving beyond. And it's just this beautiful cycle that we go through. If I were to, if I were to believe what I was told when I was young, I would not have written any books. I would not be Granddaughter Crow, yeah. you know? So I went through the process of self-discovery personally, and I am here to, with the book, I love that you said at the beginning of the show that, you know, a good book when you have more questions after, and I, in my first thought, when you said that was, oh, and you have more answers within you too, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's so, it's so being authentic is I think what whatever created you, whatever created me, why we're here. I think that that's the goal. Mm -hmm. You know, I really do. Self-expression. It is. And, you know, let's talk about how beautiful, not only this book, but how you do the work with people to really explore that intuitive nature. You know, there's something interesting about, you know, what, what our heart really calls us to explore and then what we can become. And that's what I love so much about this is we are in the energy now of becoming and our being energy is very uncomfortable. Yes. Very uncomfortable. And I was mentoring a woman the other day and she asked me, you know, Pat, not everybody's like you. And I, and I'm thinking, Oh my God, honey, you don't know how lucky you are right there <laughs> with that. I'm just thinking that. And, and, and I said, yeah, you're right. I said, but we may be different but we're not less than. Yes. See, I learned that by being young and having a number of what we call now disorders. But I learned that because I had people around me that told me that. Yeah. They said, yeah, we know you're different. We know you're going to do crazy things. You, we're going we're gonna to hunt for you and you'll be sleeping on the fire escape. We know that. You've got a pet cockroach. I mean, honestly, it goes on. But I want to ask you about this is mm. what is your message for those listening and for those you work with about looking at, and thank you for talking about becoming and religion. And thank you for really taking us through really what's on people's minds, right? Yeah. You know, but yeah, powerful weekend coming here. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, I'm not a practicing Catholic any longer, but that doesn't mean I did not take the best, that I don't have an extraordinary relationship with, you know, the teachings of mm -hmm. Jesus that I got at a very young age. Mm -hmm. But isn't this a time now mm -hmm. where if we could tap into one thing, the star, mm -hmm. this is where you use the card in the book, the star, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We've got a few minutes left. Sure. Sure. I There's, would love everybody to understand the power of that stardom in their own life. Yes. Please tell us. Yes. Um, so there's a lot to unpack. So I highly encourage you guys, if this is at all interesting to you, to pick up the book. Um, you can connect with me uh, through my website. So this is a beautiful thing that that I'm I'm the question that's posed. Okay, with regard to this weekend, with regard to the idea of being and beyond and, and, and becoming anew, with the idea of this weekend being a holy weekend that many different people celebrate by saying that, you know, um, a savior died for us and then raise comes out three days later or whatever, that's the actual story of that what we go through when we are being and, and we go beyond with regards to the star card that is a card that it's like the consciousness of 
I, I like to say, you know, it does reflect Aquarian consciousness. It's a collective humanitarian consciousness, um, a light within the sky. If you look at most, well, at least with the Rider weight deck, it is in the nighttime. Again, the becoming and beyond, that yeah. whole process of going through that and this idea and the star and maybe becoming, you know, the stars in the sky are us and our ideas and draw them down, wish upon them. They're always there, even in the day. <laughs> you just can't see them. They're always there. And this understanding of going beyond what we thought we were capable of, going beyond and finding our authenticity, finding our truth and going beyond and learning to accept others for whatever they are going through and their belief and understanding that's why they are behaving the way that they do and realizing that we all do have blind spots and and then maybe that draws up a curiosity like wow I never saw that was there I never thought about that it's this idea of expansive consciousness and I think that the first journey of expansive consciousness takes place within the self in order to truly understand it. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for allowing us to understand how pivotal we are in the point in time we are. And, you know, we all get to renew, be reborn. And, you know, the energy, of course, you talk about it all, but it's so important to really welcome the journey as you have. And what you've done beautifully is you've allowed for people to take that journey with you in a beautiful way. So I want to thank you so much. Would you please let folks again know how they can find out about you, the, get a copy of the book. And then I'd like to know your personal message, what you'd like to leave everybody with. Oh, absolutely. Well, first, thank you. Thank you for all that you do on the screen and off screen and behind the scenes. Um, you can always Google Granddaughter Crow, www.granddaughtercrow.com, and all my information comes up. You can follow me on social media. Um, I also have a page on an author page on Llewellyn, Llewellyn Worldwide. And um, so that's how you can get in contact with me. And please, you know, this is what I would leave you with. I do not write the book for the grand. I don't write the book for the status of being an author. You know why I write the book? Because I am having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with your curiosity and my curiosity, maybe on your couch, or maybe it's, you know, and we're having a dialogue, a soul dialogue. So I write the book for the individual reader. And so I want each person to understand as I am writing, I am writing to different aspects that I reflect within you. And if you are drawn to the book, know that we are having a dialogue. Thank you.